Yeah, today is the first Sunday of our sermon series, Road Trip, our lifelong journey of discipleship. In the past few weeks, we have learned about some similarities between our faith journey and a road trip. Like in a road trip in our lifelong journey of discipleship, we experience stops and U-turns. And today, we will consider together what it means to take road less traveled and why it is necessary for us to take this road in order to follow Jesus Christ. Let us pray. <clears throat> May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. In 2008, I went on a mission trip to Peru. I traveled to so many places with my mission team to visit churches and people in Peru. First, I, I, we went to Lima, the capital of uh, Peru. Then we went to San Clemente and to Inca. And the last, last uh, destination is to Ayacucho. It was about an 11-hour yeah, 11 road trip to the final destination, Ayacucho. I remember especially the road to Ayacucho was very difficult and dangerous because Ayacucho is a beautiful city located in the Andes Mountains, one of the high altitude locations in Peru, 9,000 feet above sea level. So when I, were there, when I was there, I always had a headache. So with my mission team, I had to travel up and down the hills and mountains. And we had to pass some unpaved roads. In some spots, the road became so narrow that only one car could pass at a time. Fortunately, there were very few cars driving from the op opposite direction so we were able to get through the road safely. I could tell that these mountain roads were literally the road less traveled. It was so scary and terrifying to look out the windows because we were constantly passing by cliffs. But in order to get to the destination for the mission work, we must pass the narrow and the dangerous roads. As my story shows, in our faith journey, there is a time when we meet the road which is very difficult and dangerous. How would you deal with it? Are you going to take it or are you going to avoid it? I assume that you all would say yes, I'd like to take it because Jesus says in Matthew 7, for the gate is narrow and the road is hard that leads to life. And there are few who found it. But let me ask you, how do we know if we have chosen the right path? How do we know if we have taken the road less troubled? Here are some tips for you. First, 
To choose the road less traveled is to choose your life for God's will. In other words, the road less traveled means to put God as a priority of your life. Today's gospel lesson is known as a parable of the Good Samaritans. I'm sorry, Good Samaritan. Yet this parable was told by Jesus as a response to a question that the young lawyer asked, Who is my neighbor? When the lawyer asked Jesus how to inherit eternal life, Jesus asked back to him, What is written in the law? And he said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your hearts and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. There are so many things we can love in this world. But God wants us to love him the most with our heart with all our soul, and with all our strength. It is a common road often traveled to make career decisions and then try to fit doing something for the kingdom of God. It is a common road often traveled to make our relationship decisions and to choose your friends and family and then try to do God's will in those decisions. We fill up our schedule with our agenda, and most often, then we try to put God in somewhere. But the road less troubled is opposite. It is to seek God's will first, first above all else. It is to love God the most in our life. Yes, it is very hard. Even me, whom I'm preaching here and delivering this gospel, I also feel the same way. Because sometimes sacrifices or risks can follow when we choose to take the road less troubled. We have to give up something that we like to do. And we sometimes have to let go of our job or our relationships that makes us far from God. So if we decided, if you decided to live your life for God's will, if you decided to take any risk or sacrifice for God's will, that means you have chosen the road last troubled. Second, the road less troubles is to love in action according to God's word. When the lawyer answered about how to inherit eternal life, then Jesus said to him, good boy, you, haven't, you, have, uh, you have given the right answer, then do this and you will live. And what happened? This guy felt a little bit troubled. And then he was listening to the parable that Jesus told him. 
And uh, you know, many people say that they are doing this. Yes, Lord, I can do this. But very few ever do. Let's look at the parable told by Jesus. In the parable, we see three different characters who encountered the man who was attacked by the bandits on the way to Jericho. They are a priest, a Levite, and a Samaritan. And each of them reacts differently. What's interesting in this parable is, though, that Jesus uses very specific geographical location. In verse 30, Jesus says, a man traveling from Jerusalem to Jericho. This is a map between Jerusalem and Jericho. As you see this map, Jericho is northeast of Jerusalem. A distance between Jerusalem and Jericho is about 18 miles. Travelers, merchants, pilgrims, and soldiers have for centuries gone up and down traveling between Jerusalem and Jericho. But the archaeological evidence indicates that the Romans judged this roadway to be unsafe. So they established sentry posts along the route. And many people who traveled the road were attacked by the bandits who were able to easily escape and hide in the surrounding desert. This is a picture of the road to Jericho. See how narrow and dangerous the road is. I think Jesus intentionally picked this specific geographical location as an example, because the road to Jericho was well known as a narrow and dangerous road to travel. Imagine a man lying on the street after being attacked by robbers. At certain points, the road is so narrow, as you see from this photo, for anyone coming up on this road, it would have been hard to see the victim who is bitterly wounded. It would their choice whether or not to help the guy. So given this geography, the act of religious people who ignored the victim stand out even more. So let's observe the three guys in the parable, how each responds to the same situation. First, a priest, how did he do? He just passed by. He saw, saw him, but he passed by. Unfortunately, the priest who observed the law and then who loved God ignored the man. What about the second guy, a Levite? Jesus says when he saw him, passed by on the other side too. How disappointed. Why did both a priest and a Levite not care for the injured man but by passed by him? Was it 
was it concerned for ritual purity to avoid interacting with a man's blood? Or were they in fear what would happen to them if they helped him? Or were they, um, maybe, uh, were they rushing going back home? We do not know exactly what caused them to pass by the injured man. But what we know is that they chose not to care the person. They chose not to take love in action. They chose not to follow God's will. Let's move on. The next person, a Samaritan, how was it? It was different. What made this Samaritan man different from the other two is that he alone sees what other two didn't see. He sees the desperation in the injured man. He sees his pain. He sees the seriousness. He sees a hope that the man could be saved if he helped him. How could he see the other two did not see? Jesus says, when he saw him, he was moved with pity. Here the Greek word, splachnizmai, which means to have compassion or to be moved with compassion is used. In the New Testament, the verb splachnizmai is also used to refer to two other characters in parables. For example, the father of the prodigal son and the master who forgives a servant on astronomical debt. In other times, the verb sprachnizumai is used for Jesus. And in every case, to feel such compassion is to be moved to extraordinary action, such as healing, feeding, and teaching, and or forgiving. When the Samaritan saw the wounded man, he felt compassion towards him. Although he had another choice to pass by, he chose to stop. And he chose to let his heart to be moved to action. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, having poured oil and wine on them. And he put him on his own animal and brought him to him. Jesus says the Samaritan is a neighbor of this wounded man because he took his action by his love. For Jesus, the definition of a neighbor is neither a geographical term or an ethnic term, but it refers to those who act in love towards others and those who took the road less troubled. Brothers and sisters, in your faith journey, where are you now? Aren't you at a crossroad? If so, are you taking the road less troubled or the road most troubled? 
What is your choice to make? Our scripture challenges us to look at the decisions we make in living our life of faith. In the parable, the Samaritan saved the man when he chose the road last troubled. In the Bible, Jesus healed so many sick people and saved the world when he chose the road last troubled. And the Apostle Paul became a true disciple of Christ and he led so many people to return to Christ when he chose the road, uh, the road last troubled. Martin Luther King Jr. not only dreamed about the world without discrimination based on racism, but also he fought against it as he chose the road last troubled. The world that we live in is still dark. As you shared our concerns this morning, Nevertheless, there is a hope because many Christians are willing to take the road less troubled. What about us? We feed the hungry and meet the needy through our mission works because some of us take the road less troubled. We as a church are not dying but thriving and we continue to be faithful disciples of Christ together by taking the road less troubled. And all of you are here this morning to worship God and joining us online as one body. That means you chose the road less troubled. But Jesus says that's not enough. We have to love our neighbors like we love God by taking love in action. Because love without action is dead. Earlier today, we announced that we need, to we need some volunteers for the food pantry ministry and Sunday school. And we ask you to donate to help the desperate people in Haiti after the earthquake. Listen to your hearts. And don't hesitate to take this road less troubled and to show your love to God and to God's people. As long as we are on this journey of faith, we will constantly face the moment when we need to make a decision. Which road you want to take? Road less troubled or road most troubled? Again, this is not an easy choice to make, but our Lord Jesus Christ wants us to choose the road less troubled. If we try to take that choice with our own, it will be very difficult. But if we have Jesus Christ, it will be easier for us to make the decision and to take the road less troubled. So brothers and sisters, let's lean on God. Let's lean on our Christ who give us power and who empower, empowers us to continue to take the road less troubled so that we can bring the justice and that we can 
make this world for God's peace, and that we can make all people as a disciple of Christ for transformation of the world. Amen.